You're listening to Malam Jumaat Podcast with Rizal. Welcome, welcome. Yes, you're listening to Malam Jumaat Podcast and this is episode number four. Uh, I've been recording two episodes back to back because I'm trying to, you know, catch up with the time because I missed two weeks to upload the episodes and right now I'll be uploading two episodes for you guys to listen to and I'll be recording again uh, in the afternoon here so i can upload it for next week's episode which is episode number five yes on the previous episode i said hey i'm gonna do something artsy i'm gonna play the keyboard and sing songs i'll be doing that but later on the later episode the next episode because on episode number four there are some things that i would like to talk about which is something that is a very very um how do you say important regarding social media and how they are Uh, behaving towards their users. So right now, you you must have heard it. This is back in April, where Facebook and Instagram uh, banned these prominent uh, personalities, not just right wing, but also someone from the left. Where they banned uh, Alex Jones, Laura Loomer, Milo Yiannopoulos, Paul Joseph Watson, Paul Nealon, and even. Infowars, the news site Infowars. So from the left, they actually tried to, you know, not to look very um, one-sided. So they banned Louis Farrakhan. So seriously. So the reason is that they don't want these extremists to be on their platform and they say they have the right to, you know, cut them off out of their platforms for the sake of them being an extremist but i don't know uh, how they are being extreme because while i don't think that they've even seen their videos of milo yiannopoulos or laura lumar or maybe paul joseph watson of all people these are very very tame people and alex jones of course he can be very crazy and he can say stuff and he's been spewing all these conspiracy theories and all the about the psychic vampires uh child molesting um people from the space but of but i don't know how does it constitute as an extremist do they incite violence to other people do they say that you have to kill these people We don't like them. Go attack these uh, this groups or whatever. I don't think so. They have the right to criticize anything because they're not living here like in Malaysia. They live like in the UK and especially in the US where they have the first command, first command, first commandment, first amendment, <laughs> the first amendment of free of their free speech of not being infringed. So I do not know why Facebook and Instagram. Is going to you know interfere and also it's Instagram for God's sakes when you go to their Instagram especially like Milo and Paul Joseph Watson it's just mostly their selfies their pictures on outside 
And Paul Joseph Watson is just mostly on his selfies and his introduction on his videos. And that's it. For Milo, he's like being a diva and also like so looks flashy and takes pictures of him in, you know, posh and rich places. How is that violent or extreme? Unless if you go to his website on Milo and then you listen to his, you know, uh, news or his takes or criticisms on certain topics... But it's still not extreme. He's not saying that... He's not saying he's trying to, like, go and attack someone. Of course, he's being cheeky, uh, telling, like, being, you know, a bit, you know, underhanded comments towards some individuals. But doesn't mean that he's trying to incite something so violent or so extreme that it can cause their safety to be breached. No. He's just like that. He's being flamboyant. And you know these people who are gay and flamboyant or sassy, they all tend to give those type of on offhand comments uh, about a person. Yes, of course. And he's a conservative gay guy and doesn't make any sense at all of these people being extremists. Maybe Louis Farrakhan goes overboard and saying that Adolf Hitler was a great person. And also, uh, he um, <clears throat> compares the Jewish people to termites. Well, that's a bit of a stretch, but I don't think that does constitutes him to being banned on Instagram and Facebook. And I think he's the person from the left who is the fall guy. So that these platforms, uh, Facebook and Instagram, doesn't look that they're biased to one side to ban the people who are from the right. So he's like, okay, we're trying to like not be, not look so blatantly biased. So we have to find the fall guy from the left. So why don't we just, you know, ban the people from Nation of Islam, Louis Farrakhan, because he's being very anti-Semitic and we don't know how to cover his ass right now. So might as well just ban him. So that's, I think, that's my assumption on why Louis Farrakhan got banned from these platforms. I don't know. Maybe there's some other reasons, but I think that's one of the reasons of his anti-Semitism, his very obvious anti-Semitism in the U.S. I guess so. I hope not. But then there has to be a reason. There's this problem also from Facebook and Instagram that they say that, okay, you uh, violated the terms of services. Give them proof. Where is the proof of them violating it? the terms of services when but when you say these are dangerous people pjw actually said that there are still pages in facebook of uh terrorists trying to incite real violence bodily harm to people and really yelling out the murder of other side of the opposition from their facebook page and that's okay Facebook just like turns the other way and just, you know, close their eyes. But then wait a second. Paul Joseph Watson criticizing about modern modern architecture and that's bad. See there? See the bias? Biasness of Facebook right now, Mark Zuckerberg, huh? So there's this, uh, what do you call a, uh, how do you say, um... Uh, criticism or maybe how do you say about the section of 230 of the how do you say communication decency act cda 
So the Section 230 here, it provides immunity from liability for providers and users of an interactive computer service who publish information provided by others. An immunity clause in the Act states that no provider of user of an interactive computer service shall be treated as the publisher or speaker of any information provided by another information content provider. So meaning that right now, Facebook needs to know if they're a platform or a publisher. So if they're a platform, there's it's a digital public space where people can upload things that they want on Facebook and Facebook is not liable to what the uploader uploads on Facebook. So that's what, uh, and if someone finds it offensive and trying to make legal action to that said user, Facebook is not liable to that person. Uh, who's trying to sue. That means the person will sue the user, not sue Facebook, the uh, digital public space platform. But if it's a pub- publisher, kind of like, you know, New York Times, BuzzFeed, The Daily Wire, Louder with Crowder. So they are liable. If someone puts something in their website, in their platform, and someone finds it offensive or highly liable or slander, then they can sue this platform if it's something very bad but right now facebook needs to know if they're trying to become a platform or a publisher because right now they're saying that it's a digital platform a digital public space platform where everyone can express themselves but then right now they're trying trying to pick and choose what they want to hear what they want to promote on facebook on Instagram. Don't you see that bias? And also right now, because of InfoWars and Alex Jones, you cannot even upload their faces and also their content on Instagram or Facebook unless it's a context con- in context that you are trying to say something bad about them. You're trying to talk smack or to criticize them badly about their content. And the person, of which is Alex Jones and Paul Joseph Watson, who is also working as editor-in-chief uh, in on InfoWars. So don't you see that Facebook is trying to pick a side when they say that there is there like a neutral ground where everyone can express freely in the political sense when doesn't matter if you're left or right or libertarian. But then they're trying to like say that it's uh, you have free speech, but this free speech is only from our side, not from those who are on the right. You don't see it. I don't know why are they trying to do this. I don't know why is it. Why is why are they trying to pick a side, as if they are <laughs> providing services to all. Then say that it's for all. Kind of like Twitter also. Let's just move on to Twitter because on Twitter, um, they're also trying to ban a lot of people, uh, especially James Woods, who post tweeted a meme of the New Zealand shooter in Pe- Pepe the Frog uh, drawing, and he refused to take that down. So instead of being like a very short term suspension, he got the ban hammer. He got permanently permanently suspended for it 
And also that Twitter is acting just like any other, you know, those tech giants uh, in Silicon Valley, like Facebook, uh, Instagram. I mean, Facebook and Instagram are the same because Facebook bought Instagram, okay? So we just say Facebook. Well, because there are, uh, how do you say, there's a, this two um if if you don't know if you're not in this facebook and into youtube um community if you know who sargon of a cut is uh carl benjamin who is a political commentary uh youtube channel he's a personality there uh he's running for the members of european union parliament the M- as an mep and also with tommy robinson both of these people are already banned from twitter but they, the, their team uh, made two new accounts as their MEP, what do you say that thing? MEP campaign account for Tommy Robinson and also for Carl Benjamin, also known as Sargon Avakad. So they have a lot of followers trying to know where will they go campaign in the UK that account is not being run by Tommy Robinson or Carl Benjamin. It's from their group, from their team, to let to let people know where they will be promoting, uh, there will be, uh, how do you say, campaigning at certain places in the UK. But somehow Twitter thought that this these accounts are being run by Tommy and also Sargon, so they are being banned for the reason of let me see here, um, as evading. There you go. Your Carl Ukip has been suspended for violating Twitter rules, specifically for violating our rules against evading permanent suspension. But the thing is, it's not Sargon or even Tommy running this Facebook, uh, this uh, Twitter account. It's their team. Telling them, okay, this the the campaign for this week will be here, and they show some pictures, and that's it. Very very normal, nothing so controversial and everything. But maybe the person that I think that maybe that the person that their campaigning account, the campaign account, is controversial. Of course, Tommy Robinson got in prison because he tried to um tried to cover the grooming gangs. Uh, hearing in UK and also Sargon is because uh, he was very very uh, infamous during the Gamergate era and then also the three years ago maybe when he made um offhand comment a uh, statement about not trying to rape a member of parliament in the UK remember not trying to rape he said not raping the member of parliament but, you know, this leftist social justice warriors takes it way out of, uh, blows it way out of proportion, saying that that's a sexist, misogynistic thing and that he's trying to normalize this rape culture in the world, in the West. Like, he said something else. Why do you think it's something else instead? I don't know why these people take it out. I don't know. They take it. They, they're not... They're not thinking the same way as Sargon and other many millions of other people who reads into that statement and know, yeah, he's just he's just making a, a very very edgy comment, but doesn't mean doesn't mean that he'll really rape 
Jess Phil- I think Tess Phillips or Jess Phillips or whatever. I forgot the member of parliament's name. So they are being suspended here. And a lot of right-wing conservatives who are being banned also from Twitter started with Milo Yiannopoulos again and then Roger Stone. And then this one, uh, Sargon is actually really not right-wing. He's more of a liberalist. He said he's still left-wing. He still holds to the liberal uh, values. And um, he's against all those conservatives, traditionalist things. And he's very, very anti-religion. That's Sargon that I know from years ago when I listened to him. And also Tommy Robinson, yes. He covers all the things like the grooming gangs and also those things that the Muslims... And he's really passionate about the immigration that is happening in the UK and how London, he said that it's going to come Londonistan because a lot of Arabs and people from Pakistan are immigrating to the UK. So he's trying to like defend from these, how do you say, um, a lot of criminal gangs being perpetrated by Muslims. So I think that's where people, the Muslim community there still hates him because he covers only that. So he only sees the bad side of the Muslims in the UK. And he's trying to cover that because they say that the media in the UK aren't covering it enough. So he's trying to covering it as it is. Because um, that's not being covered by the BBC there in the UK. So the Muslim community finds it very, very annoying and very, uh, I think it's from bad faith. And then he did this book called uh, Muhammad's Islam or Muhammad's Quran or something like that. And trying to tell people about uh, the people that the Muslims there the Muslims are actually following uh, the Prophet Muhammad, who is someone who is a bad person, which is not. I think someone really needs to like sit down with Tommy Robinson and with Avi Yemeni, and especially a guy from the Dutch from the Netherlands, Gert Wilders. So okay, this is why I'm, this is why I see very very um, a double standard here because Gert Wilders still has his account. And he tweeted a video, very blatant, really obvious video saying that to all Muslims, choose freedom, leave Islam. Like, whoa, whoa. And then his tweets there are almost all about the bad things in Islam, which I think is, I think there's a tweet about Islamic barbarism one and then Islamic barbarism two. I think they show that the number one is they show about the children and then there's this one kid with a plushie, a goat plushie and then he has a knife and then he tried to behead the goat plushie like doing the korban beheading it. So I don't know he's just trying to get uh, trying to get the, the Muslim community there to be outraged with him and then trying to tell the Muslims to leave Islam and choose freedom. Come on. I know there's like, there is their right. He has the right to say it, but then that is just outrageous. But for that people, I think it's time for more speech to counter his videos, to counter his uh, speech. 
That's why it is important for people to be in a digital public platform. And I think um, Paul Joseph Watson did an article in Human Events. And he does say that, uh, where is it? Will Chamberlain's article that asserting that the social media platform should be a civil right. For every, it means it's, it's a right for everyone and they shouldn't be banned because of dissenting views. I think I could go back, I could, uh, you know, support that type of, you know, movement uh, because right now people are being more and more digitized in social media. We spend less and less time talking face to face because somehow... Um, we're not really that near with each other, so the only the the only way that we can talk is through social media. So if you ban someone from talking in social media, then you're banning people's views and people's thoughts and opinions and beliefs that is different from you. That's what I said. The Silicon Valley is way way left wing. And when people try to put these type of beliefs and thoughts in their platform, so they get very uncomfortable and think it, it as a violent thing to do, so like an ex- something that is extreme, because they have never been challenged before. They've never uh, seen something that is different from their beliefs and their minds, it, beliefs in their minds and also their thoughts and opinions about something. So... Like I said, it's the marketplace of ideas where we counter bad idea, bad speech with good speech. And also, like I said, hate speech is hate speech. It's one thing that is people who, they, we all have the right to offend people. But then if you try to incite violence, you try to say that you were trying to dog someone, you want to you say that you're going to kill someone, I'm going to hurt you. Yes, there are limits limits to that. And also when you try to say something on social media, get prepared to defend your stance. Like I said, you there just because you have the freedom to say something doesn't mean that you are free from the consequences that you are trying to. Uh, convey maybe you say you hate islam and then people um, and then more people are trying to say why this is islam something like that and then they're telling you that you're the piece of shit or whatever you see when someone says you're a piece of piece of shit doesn't constitute them to be banned from that platform they're just trying to insult you because you said something bad so that's where the transaction is so right now, when you're trying to alienate the other side from that transaction of communication in the digital public space, then it will be a then it will be a echo chamber, a safe space for only one side to communicate, and then when you don't listen to the other side, then you'll become very radicalized. Yes, Timple said that Facebook and Twitter are becoming radicalized because they are trying to ban the dissenting views from their beliefs so that they can only they only want people from their side to talk about stuff that they want to listen to and they're trying to promote these things these uh how do you say this liberal leftist ideas of lgbtqs and also the how do you say this godless anti-religious movements 
which is very, very irritating, I say. And then remember, there are two, I remember there's this, I'm trying to find it, just excuse the clicking and the typing. Uh, Peter Fonda actually, uh, what is that tweet? Peter Fonda actually tweeted the vulgar Baron Trump tweet, which is very, 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 how do you say, disgusting. See? Okay. Don't. This is his words, okay? I'm not saying it. I'm not going. I'm not thinking about it. But this is what he said. And this tweet is still up. And he is still on Twitter and not being banned or suspended from this platform. And he's a staunch liberal leftist. Remember this. So this is what he tweeted on all caps. Uh, 20th June 2018 regarding Baron Trump. And this is regarding the immigration uh, where they said that they allegedly put children in cages, which is false. So he said that, we should rip Baron Trump from his mother's arm and put him in a cage with pedophiles and see if mother will stand up against the giant a-hole she is married to. 90 million people in the streets on the same weekend in the country. F. This kind of speech is accepted by Jack Dorsey. And then all it all that he all he did was like only apologize, and still got his account up uh, up until now. And this tweet is still up. He didn't even delete this tweet. So I do not know why they are playing favorites here. So if a conservative, uh, how do you say, someone like Gavin McInnes, going all ham talking about you know crazy stuff. <laughs> There's a video of him when he was on Twitter running naked on the beach with his dong dangling there. So that that w- that was offensive to people. And then the way that he's founded, because he founded Proud Boys and then Proud Boys become radicalized because Proud Boys was trying to fight with Antifa. So be- both become a very dangerous organization and then he disavowed Proud, Proud Boys. So because of that, he got suspended. But then the left, on the other hand, with their smearing of like PewDiePie and also the left wing, the right wing people, they don't have the platform to defend themselves. They got banned and the left are being gleeful and then they're trying to, you know, talk smack them behind their back. Why not just meet them face to face then? Why not have a dialogue in front of them in real life and just duke it out? Not not with fisticuffs, but also debate. I don't know why they are not debating and they are not trying to talk 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 it out with themselves. This is one thing that is the problem with Twitter and also social media is we just talk smack because we don't face we don't you know meet up face to face and say it in front of our face because they know the consequences of saying that face to face will lead to violence. And the anonymity and also maybe not the, the absence of the existence in front of you shows that you are brave only in this veil of this virtual website. So I don't know why um, 
they are trying to pick favorites here facebook uh zuckerberg and also jack dorsey and i think it's a good thing that tim pool actually confronted them during joe rogan's podcast uh what do you call that thing the lawyer i don't know her name and also with um jack dorsey about the learn to code uh kerfuffle and also the what do you call that thing the violent tweets from the left are left unintended and unpunished but then when the right said something bam they got banned just like roger stone where he drunk tweeted someone i guess uh don lemon he drunk tweeted don lemon and then saying a lot of horrible things bam no strike twos no strike threes the first strike and then you're out he got banned just like that and then now he got arrested by <laughs> where the police like there's like 30 police went to his home and then he was like why are you trying to arrest me with 30 police coming into my house so that's another story but then you can see the blatant biasness of the tech media giants and then there's people are saying that hey it's a, it's a public it's a private company they can do whatever they want come on that's just bullshit you know that this is a monopoly right there's there's no other facebook there's no other twitter that is as popular as them and there are only the ones that people use to disseminate their ideas and their campaigns or whatever even governments are using facebook pages for uh, awareness programs or they're trying to uh, promote an event or whatever is there anything else something else than facebook that people can use is there something else other than twitter that people can use that has that platform big of a platform for them to start from the bottom and then people still and then there are many the potential users of up to billions are using it of course there's one platform which is called gab because that when because there's this uh, type of um ex- uh, talk like ooh just make your own platform then why are you using twitter if you know it's liberal blah 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 whatever of course andrew torba started gab back in 2017 and you know what they got censored left right and center there's no people who wants to host uh, the gap platform their app got banned on google play and also on ios and now they they started this center uh, as a place where they can um where they can comment on articles that don't have any comments down below but they got banned even this nobody wants to host dissenter.com and then they have to do their own search engine kind of like duck duck go so they have they make their own search engine like google and yahoo but this is dissenter.com so tell me if they're trying to make something new out of the, uh, something new that is uh, alternative media alternative uh, search engine or alternative social media why are they being silenced why are they being um, censored because you know they have biases and how do you say that the people on google also they didn't even show their um their how do you say their neutrality regarding the 2016 um 2016 election in the US between Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton they were very much sad and they were very angry and about the 
result of the election of the 2016 US election. And I think from their days, I think this is an assumption. Don't, you know, just don't quote me on this or whatever. I think because of what happened during the 2016 US election, they are trying their best to make sure that the 2020 election that is happening right now, they are trying to silence the conservatives. They're trying to amplify the Democrats and also the leftist ideas, their leftist campaigns, so that more people will see the people the how do you say the people from the left the contenders the candidates from the democrat side and they won't see much from the republican side and then people will see that hey okay the democrats are good so then in the 2020 election they will only listen to what the democrats will say and they will vote for democrat and what will happen from the republican side zero radio silence i think that's why pjw said Why are they banning these people now, which is in 2019? Of course, it's obviously because of next year's election for the 2020 U.S. election. And also, there's this video, like I said, that Google, when they had their meeting and said that they were very sad about the 2016 election, they were disgusted by it, and hopefully they could have done more so that it, they could have gotten a different result from it so maybe they're trying to do this for the 2020 elections so this is just my assumption of it because of why they're banning all these people and everything the big tech media so this is uh, i think the team poll said that this is what you call a technocratic fascism where they're trying to silence the opposing views and also they're trying to amplify their own views really I see it happening right now because we are in Malaysia. We don't see that happening here. But then the precedence for this is just like a slippery slope. Maybe they they only maybe right now they're only focusing on the U.S. The people who are conservatives and libertarian there. Well, what happens if that opens up to other countries who also adopts their country's conservatism and also libertarianism here? Maybe they will only want. They only want people to listen to from the liberal side here in Malaysia, and then they say that, "Wow, this conservative, this ultra traditionalist like Isma or whatever gets banned because it doesn't uh, goes hand to hand with their ideologies and beliefs in the Western values in the Western countries." Don't you see that that will happen one day, and even the years that will come, that I will say that it will be true, just because. They are trying to defend Islam in the Western countries. Doesn't mean that they'll defend the Muslims here who are tr- practicing the conservatism and also the traditionalism here in Malaysia. Maybe they see that it's very barbaric. Remember the Hudud Hudud case, where stoning the uh, stoning gay uh, gay people for having you know uh, homosexual sex in public, and the outrage they tried to ban. Don't you see that? They'll they're not really that um, how do you say used to that type of laws here the they say Sharia law when there I don't know I can see it happen call me like a dooms doomsayer doom doomslayer not doomslayer doomsday soothsayer or not soothsayer. Doomsday or those people who like like when they you when you watch movies or you watch TV series that the end is near the end is near. 
I would be that person right now. And then maybe in the future, maybe years, no, no, maybe five, ten years from now, it may happen. It may branch out, not in the US, not in Canada or Mexico, not also in Europe. It will branch out maybe in Asia also. That would be very frightening when they will try to control what they want, what kind of views they want to listen to and what kind of views they see as appalling and they will cut it off from their platform. Hopefully that won't happen. Hopefully, I'm, I'm hopeful that there will be regulations regarding this. Yes, I'm not that much of a fan of the government trying to interfere on a private company when regards of, you know, these platforms and digital public spaces, which is very, very limited to only a handful of platforms of websites. But unless there are like hundreds of platforms similar as Facebook and or Twitter, then you don't need those type of interference. Then you can say that if you don't like Facebook, you can go to this platform. If you don't like Twitter, you can go to this platform. If you don't like YouTube, you can go to this other platform. We do not have that choice yet. That we do have alternative websites to Facebook and Twitter, which is gabandminds.com. And also there's an alternative for YouTube, which is BitChute, but then it's not being used by many people. We're trying to make these alternative websites as popular. We're trying to make them go up. So it will be a competition to these big tech monopolies up in Silicon Valley. And hopefully in the near future that that will be a reality and we have the freedom to choose between two Websites that we want, there's that healthy competition because monopolies and oligopolies are very, very, how do you say, bad for competitions when in regards of this. Because right now what's happening is when they're already skewed to one side, then this will happen. They're banning other people. They're trying to amplify their own people. And then there will be a very biased views from the users when they get their news feeds or they're trying to get their recommendations, which is mostly on the other side, and they're trying to silence the other side, the, the, the other side, which are the conservatives in the U.S. So I don't know. If, uh, I think that's all for this episode. If you have any, you see, if you have any thoughts or anything, if you have opinions, if you think I'm wrong, if you think I'm right, just go down to the comment section and then, yes, type away so before i end this episode as usual you can follow me still on twitter at lord Rizal because that's the only place that we can use but you can also follow me on gab uh, gab.com slash lord Rizal also and i also just opened uh, an account on minds minds.com like I said, you don't have to, you can't, like uh, from Tim Pool also said, don't put all your eggs in one basket. You have to diversify. You have to put many things outside. So whatever happens, there's a backup. So you can follow me on Twitter, Gab, Minds.com, Instagram. God, these places are so bad right now. I just, I just dunked on them, and but I'm still using their platform. I know. So uh, Instagram, ZRizal1022, but I don't post anything very uh, controversial there. Just, you know, just random pictures and also the instance, Insta stories that I wanted to use and that's it. 
So yes, um, I think that's it for this episode and see you on the next episode of Malam Jumaat Podcast uh, in episode 5, hopefully. Hopefully, I won't promise you that I will be like playing the keyboard and singing or maybe I'll be covering some stories just like this. But hopefully, I can just sing and just, you know, release the tension, go away from this culture war, uh, these, you know, these stuff that is very heavy and mostly that is taking a toll on my mental health right now not saying that i'm going crazy or whatever as in it's very tiring so yeah maybe this next episode because this is a month of ramadan so i just want to chill and relax and maybe play some songs and sing and hopefully sing in tune and not make people's ears bleed when they listen to me sing and play the keyboard so yes see you on the next episode of malam jumaat podcast goodbye and take it away amni to the outro Thank you for listening to Malam Jemaat Podcast Did you enjoy this episode? Give it a like and click the subscribe button to support this channel Don't forget to click the bell to allow notification so you'll never miss a new episode See you on the next episode of Malam Jemaat Podcast Goodbye